Welcome to Your Atomic Potential with host Chris Bell, a show designed for you where life and leadership cross paths, a show where small changes lead to large growth. Are you ready to unleash your atomic potential? Welcome to the next episode of Your Atomic Potential. I hope that you're finding value in the podcasts and that they are resonating with you. I've definitely got a couple of inputs from a few people on what I can do to cover topics on the upcoming podcast, and I'm learning as we go along. The whole idea behind this podcast is about taking small pieces of yourself and making it better, growing your own potential into something large so we can show up as a better person to ourselves, a better person to our spouse, a better person to our family, our kids, our work, and grow together. With that said, it's time to finally bring a guest onto the show. And with me, I think I have an amazing guest on the show today. He's actually here in person, and it's probably going to help us reflect a little bit on family and leadership and growth within a family. With that, I have my son, Lucas, with me. How's it going, Lucas? Good. What do you mean by good? I mean, it's doing good. It's doing good? How was your day-to-day at school? Good. Just good? That's it? Well, there were some good things like recess. I got to see my friends. I got to do math. You got to do math. Let's stop there. Why do you like math? Because I got to measure angles. And then I get to put the numbers there. And it really works out my brain. It works out your brain. Would you say math is your favorite subject or one of your favorite subjects? I think it's my favorite subject. You think it's your favorite subject? I just don't like the word problems. You just don't like the word problems? No. Understandably. I would say math is one of your strongest subjects. Well, thank you. Don't you think that's ironic that one of your favorite subjects is one of your strongest subjects? No. Why not? Because your favorite subject you'd spend more time on to get better at that. Hmm. I think it's maybe ironic for some people, maybe not ironic for others, that if something you enjoy in school is fun, you'd actually do a better job at learning it. Yes? No. No? If something's fun, you'd do a better job at learning it? Maybe I misspoke. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like how you play a video game. What does that mean to you? It's fun. So I do it more often. You do it more often? Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite least favorite subject in school? Reading. No, writing. Writing? And not that we'll give away what school you're actually at, because that's not okay, but I think one of the difficulties that comes in is you're in a full French school, so you learn French first and English second. So we're dealing with two languages. So for me, who doesn't speak a second language like you, I believe that that means that it's a little more difficult to learn. So I can understand why you wouldn't take out. Do you have a favorite sport? Does drumming count as a sport? I think drumming is a very physical activity. Well, then yes, I do. And it's drumming. It's drumming. How long have you been drumming? I forget. Just guess. Two years. That's probably about right. What's your favorite part about drumming? 
I get to make music. You get to make music. Drumming seems to be all about patterns, wouldn't you say? I like patterns. And yes. So, do you find it ironic that drumming is patterns is a bit like math? Kinda. Would you say drumming is a bit like problem solving when you read music? Yes. Oh, that's a strong yes. Tell me a little bit more about that. How? When you get a new piece of music you have to read. Is it difficult or are you able to sit down like a... Tell me what that's like when you look at that. That depends which one it is. Pick one. Like Latin beat. It was easy to do at the beginning, but then I had to add the bass drum in. And that was hard because I didn't do it a lot. But now, since I've been practicing it a lot, I do a lot better at it. Practicing a lot. So, yeah. would you say that things are generally difficult when we first start learning them? Yes. And what does that look like to you when you learn something? Is it really quick and easy to learn, or is there a pattern to learning things? Well, actually, some things are easy to learn, but some things aren't. So some things are easy and some things are not. Can you reflect more on that? Well, it's like the learning curve. What's the learning curve? Well, the learning curve is that um, when you learn, you don't go straight up. It's not a learning wall. It's a learning curve. Like if you were going up a mountain, mountain of learning, you learn more stuff on the way, and you don't just go straight up instantly. That's a good analogy. I think for those listening in the podcast, you can't really see Lucas's hands. He's actually drawing a, a curved line, which would show that you're going to be slow at first, but then eventually take off a little bit later. Is that a good way to put that? Yes. Awesome. I think you've done an amazing job with drums, buddy. And I think that you have tried really hard and it's something you enjoy. And I always encourage you to do that. So let's move a little bit. What do you know about leadership? Mm, that you have to lead other people. Okay. Have you ever had opportunities to be a leader in anything? Yeah. Like what? Like... When we get picked to read, when we're doing a group read at school. A group read at school. Are there any other times that you've been a leader? Mm, no. Are you well, sure? I probably have, but I forget. What about some of the adventures we've been on? Like what? Um, let's see. We do lots of stuff. We go for bicycle rides. Actually, you tell me. What are the type of things we do? We go for bike rides. We go for small day hikes. Once we went for a big, big hike. Um, we do exercise. We do workouts. We do all that stuff. Have you ever had an opportunity to lead in any of those? Yes. Oh. Where have you been a leader in those? Well, when we're going on bike rides, usually you let me choose a path that I don't even know. And then we just do that. 
until we have to go home, then you lead. So we go back. Do you think it's important for parents to allow kids to be leaders? Yes. Are you able to tell me more as to why of that? Sure. Okay. I think that it's important for um, parents to let kids be leaders so they can learn how to be a leader in the future. How to be a leader in the future. Have you ever made a mistake while being a leader? Yeah. Then what? Then it got frustrating, but then you helped me, so we went back. Like when we were going to ride by school, and then I made a bunch of mistakes because we were going the wrong way. So you helped, like, well, we're, let's go back and think about where you made that mistake. After you made one mistake, did you just stop or did you keep going and keep trying? Uh, well, I kind of wanted to stop, but you helped me. I think I helped you at the very end, so let me elaborate on this. We definitely took a bike ride where I allowed Lucas to be the complete leader, and I'm not trying to take over here from you, buddy, but... It's okay. Um, okay. I let you, and I think this is an important part as a parent, that we, as our kids get older, we allow them to make mistakes and learn. We're not there to tell them how to do everything. We're there to give them some guidance and let them bounce off the guardrails a little. And what that looked like on this is we probably made about a dozen wrong turns until we got way out of the way of where we were supposed to be. The upside, we had a bigger bike ride. Yeah. More time together and connection time with just the two of us when we did that. The downside, we were kind of lost. But we backtracked. Yeah. Do you think that you learned from that? Kind of. Kind of? What do you think you learned from that? I think I learned that you have to retrace your steps to get to a certain spot if you make a mistake. What about mistakes? Are they terrible? No. Why not? Well, some are. <laughs> Were the mistakes on that ride terrible? No. What did you learn from making a mistake? I learned that it sucks. Well, it may suck when you make mistakes. Do all mistakes end up with being in trouble or being terrible or having bad outcomes or is there anything positive out of a mistake? Um, mistakes teach you that it's okay to make a mistake and that everyone does it. Obviously. You're right, everybody does make mistakes. That's a good point. Alright. Are you done with that topic? Sure. If you want to be, I don't. You don't? I like talking. <laughs> I like talking too. Is there anything else you want to elaborate on that or you want to shift to a different topic? Well, I want to elaborate that sometimes when you make mistakes, you learn from those mistakes so you don't do them again. And so that when you're a leader, you teach people not to do the mistakes that you did. Hmm. That's good information. Like Yoda. Like Yoda? That's a good one. I think Yoda was an uh, amazing leader because he didn't quite give Luke all the answers. Uh-huh. Would you say the same thing? Yes.
So what do you think Yoda made Luke do? Uh, figure it out himself. Hmm. What do you think I make you do when we're involved in stuff? Figure it out myself. How often do you hear me say that? A lot. <laughs> I think that's important. I think that as kids come along, it's really important to give them the opportunity to make mistakes and the time to do that and the time to learn from it and convince them that they have to solve their own problems themselves. <laughs> Would you say that's a fair statement? You have a problem. What do you think your solution is? Uh-huh. Is that along the lines of something I often say? Yes. Or would you say that, what do I say? You say, this is a problem, go figure it out and try it yourself, and if that doesn't work, try something else, and if that doesn't work, then you come get me. <laughs> Interesting thought. How does it make you feel when you solve a problem on your own without help? Awesome. Yeah? Yeah. How does it make you feel when you're leading on bicycle trips or hiking trips? Awesome. Why is that? Because I get to be a leader. You get to be a leader. Is that important to you? Yeah. Good. Now, it's also fun. It's also fun. Is it also tough? Kinda. What's tough about being a leader? Um, well, it's more of anxiety, but I don't have to do that. Anxiety? Yeah. Like, you have to make sure you do it right or else everyone else will think you're not a good leader and won't want to be with you anymore. That's what some people think. That is what some people think. Not me. Not you. I think it's interesting because we just talked about that, that everybody makes mistakes. We did? All right. So I don't expect you to get this, but that's a reality is everybody makes mistakes. Even leaders make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Do you consider me to be a leader? Yeah. Have I ever made a mistake? Yeah. <laughs> do I admit my mistakes? Yeah. Do I try to fix my mistakes? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The answer to all these questions is yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hit on something while we were talking through this about uh, a bigger hiking trip. Ooh, and, indeed. And I think this was a, a big milestone for you that we did last year. And I think it's important to do this or something like this with kids and create leadership and growth and create confidence in them. With that said, I'm not going to say much about it. I'm going to let Lucas tell me a little bit about this hiking trip that happened last year. Where do we go hiking? On the Bruce Peninsula Trail. And what was that like for you, or what did we do? Uh, well, we were planning to go on a big hike then sleep for three nights like no no two nights and then on the third one we drive home me probably sleeping so how long like were we hiking the whole time what was tell me what that was supposed to be uh it was supposed to be like a three day adventure out in the wilderness. So for some clarification, the Bruce Peninsula National Park has a backcountry trail. Actually, the Bruce Trail runs all the way from Niagara Falls to the tip of the Bruce Peninsula, which I believe is over 900 kilometers long the trail. It does? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know, I didn't expect you to know that part. 
but there is a section of the Bruce Trail that has a couple of backcountry camping sites. So what we actually did was backpacking, yeah. in my terms, not hiking, because hiking can be day hiking and people can get that confused, but we were backpacking. Uh, you were nine years old. Mm-hmm. Were you nine or you just turned 10? No, you were nine. You had just turned nine. Uh-huh. That's right. Thanks for the clarification, Lucas. And you carried your own backpack. Do you remember how much it weighed? Uh, like 43 pounds, I think. Whoa, that's an overestimate. I think it was a little less than that. 33 kilograms. <laughs> now you're getting up over 60 pounds. Let me Sorry. clarify. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I believe your backpack had about 13 pounds or 14 pounds in it. Oh, thank you. Oh, right. I remember. It was yours. I had the 30-pound backpack. I mean, now I know that you're getting better at this. I can give you the 30-pound backpack next time. No. <laughs> no. So we started out the, the hike, and uh, why don't you tell me what that first day was like hiking? Like, what did you see? What did you experience? What was it like for you? I saw a bunch of mushrooms on trees. Fungus. And it was cool. Is that all you saw? Uh, no. How difficult was the trail? It wasn't that hard. <laughs> it wasn't that hard? No. I'm going to pick you up by the ankles and shake you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not hard for a nine-year-old, but for somebody in their 40s, it's difficult. <laughs> was the trail flat? No. Was the trail filled with grass? Mm, some parts. Was it rocky? Yes. How rocky? Very. Was it way down by the water? Some No. So, the well, birds... Oh, go ahead. Uh, the place that we were sleeping in was by the water, but went on the, like, on the trail... When we were walking, that was nowhere near the water because we had to go down a steep hill that was like this. And then we had to use ropes and rocks and trees. Did you find that challenging or did you find it fun? I found it both. That's a good answer. So the Bruce Trail does in that section run along all of Georgian Bay and quite often you end up down by Georgian Bay and then all the way back up on the escarpment. What did it look like looking from the top of the escarpment? Um, like we're going to go down there and then continue until I saw the wooden place that you were talking about on the trail that we were going to sleep in. Oh, where the campsites were? Yeah. I guess I was thinking more of the view. Like what did you think when you were way up high on the edge of the cliff that's... It, is it, is it a nice slope out? Is it a sheer cliff down? I'm like, Mommy, I like it. I'm not like you. You hate it. <laughs> so, did you go up right near the edge? Yeah. And what did I do? Held on to my backpack. Did I go up near the edge? No. So, here's my openness. Uh, I don't do well with heights. Yeah. And as much as it's beautiful scenery at the top of the escarpment, and I love it, I love it by standing back about three feet from the edge. Um, you and didn't... then you never really see the birds flying under you. <laughs> that is a valid point. The birds did fly under us. It's kind of creepy, though. 
lay down in the one spot and kind of peek over the edge with you while laying down. Um, hey, you made me lay down. I could have just walked right up there and looked. Well, there's one where one place that you're much better at than I am. Uh, you definitely get that from Mummy. Because I know when we went to the Grand Canyon and she was up near the edge <laughs> yeah. looking over, I was panicking. <laughs> so, so that's okay. That's a strength of yours. It's a weakness of mine. I'm okay with that. So, what else would you say was great about that backpacking trip? Nature. No video games. I almost brought my DS, but didn't. What was great about nature? It's pretty. It's pretty. What about when we got to the campsite and got all set up down by the... Uh, so we stayed at a place called High Dump, and you have to get down there with ropes and get all the way to the bottom, and there's six camping sites um, and then a spot to put our bear bags up. Because there are black bears in the Bruce Peninsula, and there's small platforms that you put your tents up on, um, six spots that are there. Actually, nine spots now. Really? I forgot. There is nine spots. It was six spots when I first started hiking there a couple years ago. We won't say how long ago. Uh, 20. <laughs> Stop. 20. I was 20. Yeah, we'll just say I was 20. We won't tell how old I am now. So for me, it was reconnecting with a nature spot and something that was important to me in my late teenage, early 20 years and bringing Lucas with me for a milestone or a rite of passage. And, uh, you know, other than getting all kinds of treats and snacks along the... Uh, way of the pathway because we did bring lots of candy with us i like the gummy bears you like the gummy bears and the doobs. good stuff i think it's pretty important while we're hiking because we uh we burn out a lot of energy especially there you end up climbing a couple of rock spots and and having to climb up and down i remember that one spot where it was like a short rock climbing like from the ground to top of this yeah yeah there's definitely a couple spots how did you sleep that night? Awesome. Do you even remember how cold it was? No. <laughs> I don't remember you waking me up to make me put on my pajama shirt. That's valid. Yeah, one of the things we had to do was uh, we had a thunderstorm roll through. Uh, Lucas, who said he wasn't tired after we ate supper, crawled into his sleeping bag and laid down for just a little rest of the eyes and was sound asleep in about 15 seconds. Um, it was an excruciating trail. I forget how long it took us. I think we hiked for like six hours. Seven. Seven hours? Yeah. Thanks. I, I knew you'd remember. Why did I know you'd remember the numbers? I, I like math. <laughs> awesome. Numbers. So seven solid hours of hiking. Um, it was difficult hiking. No two ways about it. So sound asleep. Uh, a beautiful thunderstorm rolled through that actually lit up the whole inside of the tent. We had to get the tent up pretty fast. But it caused the temperature to drop to about four degrees that night. That's why we didn't stay. No, unfortunately, we didn't um, stay the, the second night. Is that we got up to a, a <laughs> bit more of a warning with temperatures dropping to zero. And although I have the gear to be at zero degrees, Lucas's sleeping bag and gear isn't quite set for that. All I got was long johns, but so, I like long johns. We definitely had you bundled up. Comfy underwear. Oh, yeah, we definitely had you bundled up that night. I wasn't sure what to do. Um, not knowing what a nine-year-old sleeps like and how warm. So I woke you up and made you put on some layers of clothes. And and uh, you probably don't remember it that much. but 
I don't remember you even waking me up. <laughs> so, but like the how I don't remember getting up and going to the bathroom and putting on the TV and then going back to bed without shutting it off at Daddy's house. No, that's a valid point. Happened once, though. Just once. Yeah. Yeah. Ho hopefully. So you made a point. Uh, you said Daddy's house, and I guess that for anybody listening, not for clarification, is Lucas is not my biological son. No. But uh, it's still my son to me. So he gets the luxury of two dads. And he gets to learn from two different people. What do you think of that? Is that a, an opportunity? Mm-hmm. I also like how I don't call you stepdaddy. And you're not my stepdad. You're my Chris. That's awesome. I think it's interesting. Uh, we are a blended family. There's no two ways about it. And I think that I have always tried to convey to Lucas that Two dads are two different people. Neither one of us are wrong. It just gives more to learn from, mm -hmm. more to grow from. Yeah. Let's say your dad does some different things than I do, and it gives you an opportunity to learn different things. So that hike, though, we woke up the next morning and had coffee on the, the beach. And by beach, how big was the sand on the beach? Generous. <laughs> Wasn't really sand, was it? No. Big boulder beach. And we packed up and we hiked our six or seven hours back to the car. I think we actually made it back a little bit faster. Yeah, we did because you were in a hurry. Who was in a hurry? You. We won't bring up why you were in a hurry at the end. Really? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, sweet. What was the weather like on the trip? Pretty. But it also changed a lot. Like really fast. We did go through multiple weather changes from pouring rain one minute to hail the next to the sun came out and it got warm. And then hail again. And then it got really cold again. And you made me put on and off and on and off and on my and off my poncho. Well, it's important not to get soaking wet and cold when you're in four degree weather. I know. So I also like the blue poncho. Wait, it was four degrees? At, in the morning, four degrees, and then the second night where we were supposed to stay was supposed to go to zero or just below zero. Oh. So we uh, we packed up. Again, like anything else, you make an adjustment and make an adjustment to your plan as a leader. Our plan didn't quite happen the way we wanted it to. Mm -mm. But we ended the trip, and I think we ended the trip well uh, because we chose to pack out that day and go have some supper in Tobermory. And we had pizza. Well, I had pizza. You had a hamburger. What's your favorite food, Lucas? Lasagna. What's your second favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. Well, technically it's not a food. It's a bunch of different foods mixed together in pure deliciousness. Pure deliciousness. I think ending, the, uh, ending any hiking trip with uh, a good pizza and a good bit of food is always how I've done it. It was the best piece of pizza I've ever had. And that's usually how it ends on hiking and backpacking trips. The food because, tastes amazing. Because all we had was nuts and gummy bears. You didn't need anything for supper? I had some actually surprising, surprisingly delicious snake, um, mac and cheese. Rehydrated backpacking food. Macaroni and cheese, can't go wrong with that. Nope. So, 
With that said, uh, let's move on off the backpacking trip into other parts of leadership. And I think leadership for myself. What do you think? Let's go back before I jump into that. If there was one rule you could change, what would it be? At home, at school, in the world. Taxes. You're ten and a half. Taxes? Hey, I know all about them. All the tax money goes to the government so they can build a better place. Like how in, like, a long time ago when there were, like, knights, people used to conquer other land so they could make people that stay there pay taxes or else... And all the tax money goes to the castle so he can rule bigger the... King so strong. I'll hail the King Lucas. No, I was I was gonna say King someone, King but so. I didn't know. King Chris. King Chris. Taxes. Let's talk about Halloween taxes. See if we're gonna talk about taxes. I still no. haven't gotten any no. of your Halloween no, no, candy. No, 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 no. I believe there's Halloween candy tax that needs to be issued, don't you? Hey, Daddy already has a Daddy tax. Yeah. And that's enough. What about me? You stay in my humble abode. <laughs> in our humble abode. That's neat. I, 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 you I, don't pay all the taxes. I so. appreciate that you understand a little bit about that and understand that's the reality of the world. Well, and that's, that's what we just learned in social studies. Ah, just learned that in social studies. Yeah. That makes perfect sense now. What's one rule you would change at home? Um... I don't know. All the rules seem good. Good to know. I'm going to keep this recording for later. When you're like 16 or 17 and tell me my rules suck. No. <laughs> what do you think I do well as a leader for you? Um, You teach me how to do work. I don't like it. But I'm going to have to do it eventually. Does that make me a good leader? Yeah. Okay. What's one thing I do bad as a leader? I don't know. Be honest. What's something I do that you wish I wouldn't do? Uh, your sister's recently told me she wished I had more patience when I got upset. That's her thing, not yours. I think she's the one that needs more patience. Well, we're not here to talk about her. I'm talking about me as a leader. I mean, I'm glad you do it because it helps me, but I don't like that you do it. You make me keep trying. And not just ask you for help instantly. Hmm. I wish you'd stop doing that. But it helps me. So I appreciate it. Good enough. I like the answer. Told me to be honest. Yeah. I'm being honest. That's okay. I think it's important even as parents that we actually ask questions along that line with our kids. Because we need feedback. One of the things I've learned as being a parent was that, and it comes from my own youth and how I was parented and the best that my parents knew how to is that 
we get into this war of having to be right with our kids. When they're not doing something we want them to do, we get into this feeling where we need to win this war. Otherwise, they're not going to eventually do it or they're not going to respect us. And we're not going to get the results out of our children that we want. But in reality, I think we have to remember that our kids just want to choose happiness and joy. Yeah. Would you rather play than do a chore? Yeah. Right. I personally have listened to a, and you're not going to know this, Lucas, so I'm just taking over here. My apologies. While you do that, I'm going to go get some more water. That's okay. We're almost done here, actually, if you want to just hold up. If you haven't had an opportunity, I'd say watch the movie on Netflix called Brene Brown's A Call to Courage. And she talks a little bit about her son messing up on a test and them calling the school and the teacher. And I'm, I'm kind of screwing this up a little, but you'll get the point of the story. It's okay. They give the student the opportunity to rewrite either their homework or a test and redo it. So they get some makeup marks. And the student does that. And then the teacher at the end gives the student the choice between a new pack of coloring pencils or 5% more on their grade. And if you can guess, her child chose the coloring pencils. I would. Of course you would. Why would you do that? Why would you choose coloring pencils over 5% better grade? I like coloring. And besides, 5% is not very much. I think Lucas makes the same point. That choosing happiness and joy in our day and in the things we do is far more important than getting 85% in math than 80%. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. And although most of us as parents often want our kids to be the best possible kid they can, we use grades in school as a mark. But I think I've always told the kids that if it's a class you enjoy and things you do, go work hard, get a good grade in it. If it's a class you don't like and don't enjoy, just do what you have to do to pass the class and get through it. Do you remember what one of those classes was like for you, Lucas? Yeah. Which class was that? Religion. I like it now. Mostly because we don't do any work. <laughs> That's a good reason to like it. Hey, we have no tests in religion. All we do is color now. And... Most of the time, we just listen to zombie stories. Zombie stories. Okay. It's a series of books called Run. I like it. Oh. We finished it, though. That's cool. So, I think that's a great point. Would you say that's fair that that's kind of what we did, is that you didn't really like religion? We didn't get mad at you and say you had to get an A in it. You just needed to take the class, be respectful to the teacher... Do enough to pass the class and get through it. Mm -hmm. Because I think I've come to understand as an adult that if your student or your kid doesn't like a class, at the end of the day, in grade four, grade three, it really isn't shaping their career at that point in time, forcing them to get an A in a subject they totally hate. Nope. Lucas comes home with great grades in math class and he keeps improving in his reading and writing. That's all that matters to me. That's important. And he comes home happy. And I'm learning that. I wouldn't say that I did that the best possible way several years back. Speaking of books, what what's your favorite book that we've read together? Way of the Warrior Kid. What's that about? It's about a kid that couldn't do a single pull-up, 
But then his Uncle Ken, is that his name? Jake. Uncle Jake came over. Yeah, my name is um, my uncle's Ken. Then Uncle Jake came over and helped him exercise and swim a bunch and do a lot of workouts and get better grades in class and eat healthy. And then he could finally do a whole bunch of pull-ups. I don't think I could do a pull-up, though. Yeah, you can do other stuff. Pull-ups are tough. I don't think I can do them. Would you say that that was a, a good book that you mostly read? Did it teach you a lot about reading? Yes. I think that's a book we worked pretty hard on together a while back. And you read most of it to me. I know I, I initially started reading it, but then we transferred over to you reading the book. So for those of you tuning in, if you've got a younger kid, I'm going to make the recommendation. It's a book called The Way of the Warrior Kid, written by Jocko Wilnick, uh, who is a Navy SEAL, to be honest. Um, he and, is? Yes. I thought it's just about the thing. Also, the boy is actually a girl in real life. You told me that. I did. He actually wrote the book, I think, for his daughter, if I'm not wrong. Yes. So, but he framed it the other way. You may know who he is. You may not, but he's done a couple of series of kids' books. There's another couple of books on the Warrior Kid, but I think it's amazing, and I think that Lucas learned a lot from it. But most of all, I think it was the connection time of us reading together for me that was important, that we got to hang out and read together. Would you agree? Yes. Hey, are there more books about the Way of the Warrior Kid that we could get? Because I want to read more. Absolutely. If you want to get another one, let's get one of the other ones. All right, let's wrap this up. We've taken enough of your ear for a long time. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed my guest. It's an important guest to me as we get kicking off in this pod show. We keep growing it. I think I'm going to be able to look back and say that I'm happy that Lucas was my first guest on this show. Yay. What do you think of that? I think it's awesome. Do you think maybe someday you'll just take over the show for me? If you want me to. I think someday you should. Okay. Okay. To me, it's important to have legacies. If we have children, they're our legacy. We teach them the best we can, give them the best tools they can moving forward. We make some mistakes along the way as parents. They make some mistakes as kids, and that's okay. We learn it together. I think one of the lines I've always told Lucas is, you know how you're trying to figure out what it's like to be 10? I'm still trying to figure out what it's like to be 46. Yeah. <gasps> you just told your age to everyone. <laughs> I did. <laughs> So with that, I think it's important to leave a legacy. We've only got a couple of generations from me and my thought process and where I'm at in life, where we're forgotten, uh, before we're forgotten. So do the best job we can. Our children are our legacy and imposing on them the best possible tools and resources we can so they can grow up to lead their own best life. And my goal is to ultimately work myself out of a job as a parent. I think that's always been my main goal and create kids who are uh, not codependent on me, but grow up to be leaders themselves in their own lives, and they can help lead others along the way. You said that it's your job to get yourself out of a job, right? Yes. I think even in my career I've done that. If you're doing the right job as a leader, you're going to get yourself and work yourself out of a job by training somebody to do your job. That way you can keep moving up. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Is that why you want me to do this? So you'll have to stop doing the podcast and then delete and redo and delete and redo and delete and redo? No. 
Maybe it's a legacy. Maybe someday you'll take over a leadership podcast and grow it and do something with it on your own. Is it going to also be a talent potential? You could take over this podcast someday or start your own. What do you think of that? Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Anchor FM, Google, Google. Google Podcasts. Or just Google. Well, Google Podcasts. You can also find me on www.youratomicpotential.com. Why does everything start with three W's? World Wide Web. Oh. Oh. I appreciate everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.